BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Steve Post in the Motor Racing Network Wing Nation Studios in Concord, North Carolina, joined in studio by our Tuesday host, Aaron Everham. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I got to got to see some sprint cars this weekend, How finally. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was great. Uh, Ashley Stremme, she's going to join us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. So the three of us are going to have a little roundtable to wrap up the season. This is our final show. But yeah, I didn't, I was at uh, World Finals on Wednesday uh, I didn't get to see anything other than qualifying, but the big thing is I did get to catch up with all my buds and well, all my that's friends. that's the important That's part. the important yeah. stuff, that's for sure. And the World Finals did not disappoint. Yeah. Thursday night, David Gravel made some progress on Brad Sweet. 88th career win, Gravel, Rico Abreu, and Carson Macedo. Fascinating to me that those are national drivers. Uh, two of them are World of Outlaw drivers. Friday, the script was totally flipped. And it was Pennsylvania Posse getting the win. It really was. Bren Marks, he was quick time, won his heat, dash, and the race. It was his second win of the season with the World of Outlaws. Uh, I thought, you know, I was there Thursday night. The racing was great. I watched Dirt Vision on Friday night. And, man, those sliders were so impressive on Friday night. Really, truly was. And I just love the trio of drivers going at each other. Brent Marks, Justin Peck, and Tyler Courtney. You just had all three just such great racers and great stories. Uh, Saturday night, well, that is an exclamation point on a championship yeah. run. Brad Sweet picked up the win. Yeah, he did. And it, it was a great race. And, you know, that's the way to end a championship season, right? Is to end in victory lane to not only celebrate the win, but the championship. He needed to finish 22nd or best. And obviously he won and, and sealed the deal pretty, pretty tightly. Yeah. Uh, five-time champion, $350,000 point fund. Sweet, Rico Abreu, Logan Short. Rico was good across the board there. I think he was all three top five yeah. finishes. So uh, speaking of championships, uh, NASCAR, we talked about this. I think, I don't know if you and I talked about it or Ashley and I did. Three of the four drivers had sprint car ties when it comes to the Cup Series. And how about the Blaney family from Hartford, Ohio, adding a Cup Series championship to the mantle? That was really cool to see. It was really cool. And, you know, I loved uh, seeing pictures of Dave watching his son in the press conference. I love Knoxville Raceway putting out pictures when um, Dave had won the Knoxville Nationals. And there's little Ryan Blaney. Uh, it was a big win for the sprint car world. Well, a big win for Ryan Blaney as well. He got a sides bar and grill t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, yes, Jason Sides talked about young Ryan Blaney getting into the cooler at the yeah. uh, at the um, Sides Bar and Grill and delivered and had me take a T-shirt out to Ryan. And I happened, sometimes with the cup drivers, you catch them at the wrong time of the right, caught Ryan at the right time. And I told him I didn't have it on me. I told him, he said, oh, my God, I love Jason Sides. That is so cool. I got a Sides Bar and Grill <laughs> Who T-shirt. Who doesn't love so, Jason? Yes, exactly. So Ryan Blaney, a cup championship, but more important than that, a Sides Bar and Grill T-shirt. <laughs> over the weekend. When we return, Ashley Strummy joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. 
They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for sage fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back to Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the Sage Fruit outline. We're joining us as our host. Wait a minute. Okay. Uh, Ashley Stremme from Somewhere Warm and uh, Toast. Oh, and uh, Drink in Hand joins us via the Sage Fruit hotline. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I am obviously fabulous, just living our best life down here on the island currently. But how are you guys back there in North Carolina? We are great now yeah. that the weather has warmed back up again. Yeah, oh but gosh. yeah, while the spring cars in, were in town, we froze. Yes. Oh, it was <laughs> brutal. It really, truly it was. So cold. was. So um, this is this is our last show of the year, and so we we you know, and Ashley has a vacation schedule, and it's like, and so we sincerely appreciate you taking a few minutes out from vacation. But we know how much you like to talk sprint car racing, so it wasn't a major arm twist. That's for sure. Uh, we're kind of going to do a little recap of some of the races and some of the things we saw here this season. And Ashley, the world of outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, what we've seen in the past, we saw again this year, it wasn't quite as good, I don't think, as it's maybe been in the past early in the season. And you talked about it a lot, but at the end of the day, Brad Sweet's a five-time champion. Yeah, no doubt. His consistency is paying off 100%. But Aaron, I kind of want to throw this to you as a, a world of outlaws driver the point structure obviously that battle was close was it super close no do you think that the points need to be structured a little bit wider than the two to four point spread for a win to second to third by only falling off by a point or two do you think that gap needs to be larger to help the maybe the the outcome of the end of the season be closer you know it's funny that you say that because after all the years i followed the world of outlaws race with them i never really thought about the point structure until this weekend when i was going in i knew that you know, David was behind 50 points and how could he make that up? And I was kind of using my, you know, my math skills to calculate it. And maybe there is something to be said for that. I mean, I think a win always needs to be worth a little bit more. So yeah, it's four points more. Um, but uh, going down by two, maybe, maybe it does need to be a little bit different. But when you spread it out amongst the how many races they actually ran, 72 races, uh, maybe it is fair. I don't know. That's that is a question. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts about that, Steve? I am a huge reward to win person. Yeah, I am a huge reward to win. I yeah. want that guy in second place to do everything on the planet. Agreed. To go win that race. So four is fine. And and you know this year we didn't have a good point battle, but other years we have had good point yeah. battles coming down to it. So I think it's situational here. I am a huge reward to fan. I'm. Let's go ten points. Let's yeah. go a ten point difference so that that guy in second spot. Now, and, and if you take that. That way, you you look at this thing and you look at this year specifically, David Gravel runs the table, then maybe there's a better shot at that. Yeah, know? or maybe even if the drop-off dropped, you know, if it went maybe six more six more for the win then four and then two, even those top five to be rewarded right. a little bit more. Right. We do a lot with the podium, that's for sure. Yeah. And Ashley, when we look at the podium finishers in the World of Outlaws, uh, David Gravel gave him a good run the whole year. Carson Macedo looked good for a while, but kind of came up short toward the end. But uh, Gra Gravel and Macedo are going to have plenty of championships they're going to run for going forward. No doubt. And then you've got Gio Selzy and Logan Schuhart rolling in there. Obviously, you know, Logan fell back in the points a little bit this year, but still he won the biggest paying race of the year, right? A million dollars richer. And, and Scruffy said he was going to give him half of it. So he made at least yeah. $500,000 for the year. Aaron, David Gravel, I, this number, and we've talked about this every time we introduce him on our Tuesday show, we talk about this. Yeah. 88 
World of Outlaw wins. That doesn't even seem possible. It doesn't really. And I don't know if it's because David looks younger or maybe it is because he's fairly young. But 88 World of Outlaw wins at his point in his career is so impressive. And to see how close he's been in the championship every year. And I think, you know, that combination with Cody Jacobs and, and that number two car, I think that he's going to be, you know, he's going to be tough to beat in year, for years to come. Yeah, obviously there's changes. So there yeah. might be a changing of the guard at the front. We're recording this on Monday. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff happening here. Uh, we're not going to speculate on what may or may not be announced, but uh, it might be an open seat at the front of the, at the, at the head of the banquet table going into next year. It yeah. certainly sounds like that could be the case. Let's talk a little bit about the all-star circuit of champions. Uh, Ashley, Zeb Wise, uh, despite a couple of just brutal crashes, including here at Charlotte oh this week and then, and then at Eldora, uh, we've got a new champion of the all-stars in Zeb Wise. You and I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Man, what a good kid this kid is. Gosh, I love talking to him. Really, really, truly is. He's got a bright future ahead of him, and he's just a humble, all-around good guy. Obviously, you can't count Sunshine out. Obviously, his injury put him behind the eight ball this year with winning the points. But really, and Aaron, you can attest to this, Chris Windham rolling in second there. Um, yeah. Picking up that points, just unbelievable as a non-wing guy. We saw so many non-wing guys come to the All-Stars last year and couldn't hack it throughout the season, whatever the situation was. So Chris rolling in second there, I think is probably the biggest wow to me. Yeah, especially after his season last year. I mean, he was the first to admit it didn't go exactly how he wanted it to. But but this year, he certainly stepped it up. And, you know, you mentioned Tyler Courtney Sunshine and how well he did, even though despite of the injury, even this weekend at the, at the dirt track here with the Outlaws, yeah. he ran extremely well. So no matter what series he runs next year, he's going to be one to to have to beat. Yeah, Ashley, I'm so glad you talked about Chris Windham because I am I'm so pumped up about him, yet still looking for that first win. Which I mean, crazy. yeah, Set I mean, he's won points. some first yep. all-star win. Um, but he teamed up this year with the Lane Racing team. And Ashley, you and I up at Port Royal, we got to spend some time with the Lane family back doing doing uh, uh, what we were doing, uh, uh, tailgate judging. Yeah, we were judging <laughs> tailgates at the White Memorial. I feel Memorial. like you'd be good at that. Oh, yeah. we were t- Well, we did a lot of things that time, yeah. But we got to hang out. Yes, exactly. We did that. That's for sure. What Ashley's got there. We did that. And we hung out with the Lane folks. And they actually bought in Brian Kemenoff for a few races to kind of help with him. He was a kind of an associate crew chief, if you will. And I think the future's bright. I'm glad uh, Chris Windham has made the jump. And But the thing of it is that second in points, that shows a lot of steadiness and a lot of challenge. Uh, one more step and he's going to be winning races on a regular basis. Yeah, consistency, as we all know, is key, right? And and just hitting the hammer, getting used to seeing these tracks for yeah. a second time now, you know, I think is a huge deal. So ending, depending on where Chris falls next year, since we don't have the All-Stars, could be huge. It could be a step yeah. back. It, it'll be interesting to see how all this drama plays out, well, right? Yes, it will. That is for sure. We are going to step away, and then we are going to jump into more drama. Because Ashley's home state of Pennsylvania was drama-filled this year, and we're going to ask her what in the wide world of sports was in the water. So stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for sage fruit at your local grocery.
Welcome back. It is a special edition of Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. We're going to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Our co-host Ashley Strummy joins us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post in studio. Ashley, you're a mess up there. Your state is a mess. I mean, we got we got the Macri family upside down. We got the Dream Team divorcing each other. Logan Wagner's no longer in his. What in the world was going on in Pennsylvania this year? Well, I'm just going to be honest and blame it on Buddy Kofoid and the 11 team. I felt like they kicked things off in yeah. silly season extremely early this yeah. year in like, what was it, July, August? Um, and then everything just kind of lost, went off the rails at that point. Um, obviously, you know, Lance teaming up with Macri after Anthony decided to depart ways. Um, we knew that wasn't going to be a, a long-term deal, right? Um, so seeing that Anthony came back um, is huge. I think that's that's the way it should be. It, it just feels right, right? Like, it, I felt dirty when we talk about Anthony not being in the Macri car. Like, it was just... And I'll be honest, I still feel that way when we talk about Lance not being in the 69K. Um, when you see such incredible things happen so quickly with great teams like when they break up it just makes you feel bad like it's those good breakups that hurt real real hard really truly does and Aaron one of your favorite things on our Tuesday show is getting Lance Deweese on and talking (laughs) and he told us we think we know everything about Lance Deweese and then he comes out a month or so ago after he won the first race there in the the car and says he doesn't use any brakes and he just boggles our mind. His driving style is so unique that it explains why it takes some time for him to get up to speed. Once he gets up to speed, though, he does really well. He's a he's a fascinating driver. He yeah. really is. Yeah, I mean, you all know that Lance is one of my favorites, but it's because of that. Every time, not only when we have him on our show, but when I talk to him in person, he's uh, so candid and honest and open and just loves the sport, gives a ton of detail, gives his engineering talk, which you know I love. But it's... Uh, it, it was so neat to hear him after, like you said, we think we know all this stuff about Lance, and he talks about his driving style is just so different from anything I've ever heard of in a sprint car. How, you know, he got in Anthony's car. Well, Anthony had all these massive brakes on it because he used them and he was wearing them out. Lance didn't need that. He didn't need any brakes. So it's just, uh, it's fascinating. But, you know, going back to what Ashley said, I think I was like heartbroken when the 69K yeah. broke up. I think no one saw that coming. They all said they were going to finish out their careers together. I mean, that, that one was a tough, tough one to take on the heart. There was one driver in Pennsylvania that was just waving to everybody in victory lane. 14 wins at Lincoln, two at Williams Grove, two track championships, the Williams Grove and the Lincoln Championship. Ashley, young Freddie Raymer in that number eight car really put together a great season. He he literally stayed on the porch, but his porch was really, really nice. That's for sure. You know, we talk about that, right? Everybody talks about Pennsylvania Posse and their porch and their cherry pickers and their this, their that, whatever. And, you know, it's so true. You look at Freddie with, what, 17 wins, A.J. Flick in Western Pennsylvania. Sure, he's not Posse, but he's still in PA. Uh, he rolls in with 15 wins. That's what I love when people ask me about sprint car racing in Pennsylvania, I cannot attest to how incredible it is because we do have so many tracks paying so well. Yeah. There's no reason to leave home. There's no reason to travel nine gazillion miles in a season when you can sleep in your bed every single night and race for thousands of dollars against good competition every single weekend and drive 30 or an hour or two hours max down the road to race at a good racetrack. Freddie Raymer had more wins than anybody else and maybe had the fewest miles on his transporter than anyone else. That's not a bad combination. Need to mention also Devin Borden, the daredevil, picked up the Port Royal Championship. Aaron, uh, Ashley just referenced it, the win list. Freddie Raymer first with 15. A.J. Flick second, or Freddie had 17. A.J. had 15. 
Uh, after that, just fascinating, successful seasons there with a number of the drivers. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing for me this season as far as wins was Rico April. Yes. I mean, Rico, we all know he's always been a solid driver. He's won the Chili Bowl. He's won races. But this year, uh, just even watching him race, there's something about his confidence level, what he's doing with the race car. Obviously, he's got Ricky Warner working on the car, but I thought Rico was one of the biggest stories this year. I couldn't agree more. And if you listen to Rico and his last probably half a dozen to dozen interviews, he talks about his craft. He needs to be better because he knows he's got the equipment. He knows he has Ricky Warner, but he talks about how he needs to be better on the brakes, how he needs to be better making his car look faster. He talks about how he needs to work on himself as a driver. But Aaron, as somebody who's traveled the series up and down the road, just the level of competition that we're seeing right now Rico coming out on top with the most amount of wins for a traveling guy is incredibly impressive. Incredibly impressive, no doubt about it. Rico was a big story this year and so much fun to watch, okay? What I love about sprint car racing is we have points champions, we have all of these things, but we have those marquee events. And at one time we had three, I think we have six, maybe seven now, uh, that you call these these crown jewel events. And actually when we look at them, this year was fascinating because nobody won more than one of these events. Knoxville Nationals, of course, the granddaddy of them all. Kyle Larson went out there. The Eldora Million was new this year. Ashley, you referenced it. Logan Schuhart won that. So right there, you had uh, two different drivers and uh, just just a lot of money and a lot of prestige for those two drivers. Yeah, and then, you know, you've got your regulars. Donnie Schatz picking up the Kings Royal. Brad Sweet winning the National Open at Williams Grove. David Gravel, the High Banks Nationals. You know, these crown jewels are huge, and uh, I don't know. I love them. The build-up to them is incredible. It's just, it's what our Sprint Series is all about. Well, and I think as a fan, it's really neat to see not a single repeat winner for the crown jewels. Like, you know, last year, I believe we had Brent Marks won a bunch of them. It's just neat to not see one person just dominating. It's fun to see a a different cast of characters winning the big ones. And exactly. Brian Brown winning the Tuscarora 50. Ashley, you know the story more more than anyone else. Brian has been hauling that car in the month of September over to Pennsylvania. And it just was so sweet to see him. It's not often Pennsylvania Posse fans want people to take the money elsewhere, but I think that one was pretty acceptable. Yes, and, you know, Brownie even talked about it when we had him on about the Knoxville Nationals. The Tuscarora 50 is our Knoxville Nationals of Pennsylvania, right? So, and I know how much it meant to him, even in Victory Lane, he referenced how much it meant to him, even though he's not from Pennsylvania. And all the sprint car teams talk about when they come to Pennsylvania, their t-shirt sales are out the roof. And and Brian is to attest to that as well. Ashley, I think you have vacation to tend to. <laughs> There's a pool back there. There's a drink that you've been, you've done a remarkable job keeping that. There we go. That's our girl right there. Uh, we cannot wait. Uh, we'll obviously uh, talk and we're going to talk a little bit more, Aaron and I, about next year going forward with it. But Ashley, enjoy your vacation. Enjoy your off season. Our text chains will be wide open. So it's, <laughs> I, I feel weird saying bye. I'm saying bye digitally and video to you, but we'll be probably texting in 20 minutes. So uh, you know it. Absolutely. You got it. Absolutely. So Ashley Strummy joining us here on the Sage Fruit Hotline. When we come back, more Wing Nation. Perfection isn't easily achieved. It takes hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Through their commitment to excellence, Sage Fruit Company has been supplying customers with the best tree fruit in the Pacific Northwest for over three generations. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, 
and with their retail partners to provide consistent, high-quality apples and pears all year long. Look for Sage Fruit at your local grocery. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here in the studios. So much fun catching up with Ashley. We just, uh, over the course of time, we've had a ball and uh, love our sprint cars. We love hanging out and chit-chatting, and it was fun doing that here on the program today. It really was fun. I mean, you obviously do this show with Ashley every week. We do the Tuesday show, but it's nice to have all three of us together and kind of just share those thoughts and opinions. We don't do it often, so that was really fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A little bit more racing action this past weekend. The NARC King of the West, the tribute to Gary Patterson, Stockton Dirt Track, Buddy Kofoid, and another win for Roth Motorsports. I think um, Dennison, I don't know what the number is, but they, between James McFadden and Buddy Kofoid, that 83 car's been in victory lane a little bit more this year than I think it's yeah. been in the past. Yeah, I, I would say for many years. This might be one of their most winningest years in, in some time. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Corey Day was the champion. That's not a shocker at all. Corey yeah. Day, I think he had that one covered, as Dominic Selzy told us last week here on the program. This weekend, upcoming races, Power Eye Banded Outlaw Sprints. They have uh, races in Oklahoma and then uh, on, um, uh, Tri-State Speedway in Oklahoma. It's easy for me to say. <laughs> on uh, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, Tulsa Speedway, the season championship. And then that big one at Baps Motor Speedway, um, what Scott Gobrek has done up there, they're paying $25,000 to win on Saturday up in central Pennsylvania. I love it. And just when you think Pennsylvania's done, they're not done. They're not With done. With a big race. Yes. 25000 to win this weekend at Babs Motor Speedway. And I'm sure somewhere out there, the countdown to the icebreaker has already begun Obviously. at Lincoln Speedway. So <laughs> really, really neat. This is our final show of the season. And this is the final show where we will be on MAV-TV. Uh, we have got big plans for next year, and you can follow wingnation.com and our YouTube page and streaming on all of the podcast sites. Wing Nation will be very, very active, very busy next year, but we will not have this program going forward on MAV-TV. So kind of sad we've been doing this eight or nine years. It's been really, really good, but things evolve, times change, and we have got just, uh, we, we, we've kicked around. we got a lot of plans. There's so many great stories in sprint yeah. car racing, Aaron, and, and, and over the course of time, you've sat down with some people, I've sat down. We're going to have some good conversations and some maybe longer form visits with people as we go into next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, we've done um, all of these weekly shows and talked to the latest winners and what's going on in the sport in the moment. But sometimes it's nice to sit down with a driver or a crew chief or a, a team member and really get some more in-depth info about their career or things that, you know, they've experienced. So hopefully we get to do more of those next you year. You play your cards right. Maybe you can get 20, 25 minutes with Lance DeWeese. Now, I, see, yeah. Yeah, exactly. now you're talking. Yeah, exactly. So really, really exciting stuff. And we do appreciate everybody from MAV-TV for the partnership over the course of the years. And we have got a lot of other people that we do appreciate as well here with Wing Nation. MRN, our crew here at MRN, Chris Schwartz, our president. Craig Moore has been our producer throughout all of this mess. He keeps us all in line. I don't know what we would do without Craiger. I don't know what we do without Craiger. Poor Craiger has to deal with us a lot. And yes. we are a lot to deal with. Yep. Jack Carbone is our uh, <laughs> also our video production sponsor, Sage Fruit. Uh, I spent time with Chuck Sinks and Brenda this past week at Phoenix. I love Sage Fruit. Great partner of ours here on the show. Sprint Car Hall of Fame, Hepner Racing Products. We do appreciate as well the video 
that Dirt Vision, Flow Racing, and there's some other providers out there, yeah. but it's just so nice when we have these conversations to have some video rolling. That's it for is. Sure. It makes it so relevant to those who are watching, you know, live or, or certainly on the television show. Yeah, the, the, this TV show, the uh, the the digital show. There's a lot of people that listen to it, yeah. so we got to watch. Saying you can't see there, but this uh, Mav TV show, we do appreciate uh, the Dirt Vision and Flow folks, uh, drivers. Teams, owners, tracks, we appreciate everybody. And I say it every time, and I sincerely mean it. More than that, to all the race fans, thank you so much for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.